0: hey what's going on my name is Casey. i just want to welcome you to Meadows church and so glad you're joining us today and really just hope that everybody had a great fourth of july weekend last week and hopefully you're able to spend some time with family and friends um, i don't want to guilt you but i was not able to unfortunately i had to spend time at work and so unfortunately i didn't get to do anything too fun but one thing i did do is i had a friend who was going to go take his dog for a walk and when i say walk <laughs> he it was actually a hike It was like a nine mile walk slash hike it was just insane i don't know why i said i'd do it but i said i'd do it we actually started from harrison street in 72nd and we walked all the way to the beardmore event center that's four plus miles there and then four plus miles back so i have no idea why i said yes to it but i did and here's the deal so i don't really have like clothes to go hiking or walking wherever it is like he had this hat on that protected his neck he had this like camelback with a water spout and everything i had gym shorts on, a backpack, and a water bottle. Um, that's, what I, that's, what, that's the clothes I put on. So you know what I didn't put on? I didn't put a hat on, and I did not put sunscreen on. Like, yeah, you're probably thinking, Casey, you're an idiot, why didn't you do that? Like, I know, I have no idea why I did, I did not do that, but I should have, I should have put those things on. So if you were making a list right now, of things to put on when you're going on for an extended walk, uh, put a hat and sunscreen on. And actually, while you're at it, go ahead and put in the comments what to wear. Right, put in what to wear. Cause that's our message. That's what we're talking about today as we continue our series called Follow. What it means to follow Jesus. What does it look like to follow Jesus? And I'm not sure about your household, but in my household, it's kind of different spectrums of what to wear. Me and my son, Cohen, like, we don't really care what we wear. As long as it's clean, we'll wear it. Like even my son, like if we give him underwear and a shirt and, a, and shorts, like he'll put the underwear on and the shirt and the shorts are optional. Like he doesn't really care. And same with me, like I'll just put something on, not a big deal. But my wife, on the other hand, it's a big deal. Like what to wear, especially if we're going out, it's, it's quite the process. Because first and foremost, she has to take a picture of everything, right? And send it to her sisters, send it to her friends to make sure they approve of it first and foremost, right? Then they do that. But then what happens is, is she starts talking to me and asking me, hey, what do you think I should wear? I'm like, like do you really want my opinion? And I've just learned, like, I don't even give my opinion because it gets shut down right away. But what, what happens next is this, is she always says, I have nothing to wear. And I've learned, after eight years of marriage, to keep my mouth shut and just open up my wallet. Like, like if I say anything, I'm in trouble. Like, if I say, hey, look in your closet, there's plenty of things to wear. We don't have enough room for all of your clothes. I just know that's getting me in trouble. So instead, I I shut my mouth and I open my wallet because it's not gonna do me any good to say and tell her what to wear. So what to wear is so key. And what what to wear and what we wear really does matter. Like, what we wear can actually change the way we feel and how we act, right? And it changes maybe what we think, what we feel, how we function. When someone puts on a uniform, right, it identifies who they are and actually even identifies what they do. Same thing for us, right? What we wear actually even shows us what we follow. Take a look at this picture, right? Look at this cheese head, right? What is he following, right? He's following the Green Bay Packers. Look at this guy, right? The Cornhuskers, good good choice, smart person. But then check out this guy. Not smart at all, right? Who is he following? Yeah, the devil, he's definitely following the devil, this Hawkeyes fan, terrible. Who, who does that, right? Who does that? But not just that, but like, what about this guy? You know, with the Make America Great Again hat? What about him, right? He's following Biden. But not just in sports and politics, what about her? When you look at her, what do you think? What is she following? She looks like she's a Muslim, right? What about these guys? Right, Buddhist monks. So what we wear really shows what we're following. And the question I have for us today is, now that we are doing church online, like, what do you wear to church? So I wasn't going to be all creepy and ask you, hey, type in the comments now, what are you wearing? But please, please don't do that. We don't, we don't need that. And that's not actually our question. Our question here today is, is as followers of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, what should we wear? What do we wear? And thankfully, the Apostle Paul shows us that and tells us that. If you have your Bibles, please go ahead and turn to the New Testament. Turn to Colossians if you could. And if you don't know who the Apostle Paul is, and he was actually someone who actually was hurting Christians, but then his life was completely changed and transformed. Instead of hurting Christians, he started helping people become Christians. And he'd help them know who Jesus was and help build them up. And so as Paul was doing this, he was, he was ma- helping people follow Jesus. He was planting churches. He would then leave and plant more churches and he would write these letters. These letters were to help people realize that, hey, your identity is in Christ. And he wanted to build them up in their faith. And not only the church that he planted, but he'd also write letters to churches that he did not plant and start. So that's where we're at in Colossians here. And this is a group of believers, um, actually in modern-day Turkey. Colossae is where they were at. This is modern-day Turkey. The Apostle Paul is writing this letter. It's a personal letter to this church. And this letter has, has big impacts for us today of what to wear as followers of Jesus. And Paul is writing them. Paul was writing to them so they could remember who Jesus was and is, who they are in Christ, and what they're supposed to be doing each and every day. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians 3. We're going to start in verse 12. It says this, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Paul is saying to wear compassion, right? To have empathy for what others feel. Have kindness, meaning loaning people your strength. Have humility, seeing myself as I really am in relationship to others and to God. Have gentleness, adjusting your approach to others when we interact with people, right? Have patience, deciding to go the speed of another person, not just the speed you want to go. So he's saying to to, to close ourselves with these things. Verse 13 says this, Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive one another who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So be gentle like God is gentle with you. Be kind like God is gentle with you. Be patient like God is patient with you. And forgive like God forgives you. Verse 14 14 says this, above all, clothe yourself with love. Go ahead and type in love. We need more love in comments. We need more love in our lives. But clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And just to recap what to wear. It says, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love. I don't know what comes to mind when you, when, when you hear those things and the things that we're supposed to wear. Maybe a person comes to mind. But these are godly virtues, right? These are actually characteristics of Jesus. And look at this. In Romans 13, 14, Paul says this a completely different way. He says this. He says, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in Colossians, he says to clothe yourself with these things, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love. In Romans, he says, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. These things are one and of the same. The presence of Jesus Christ are those things. Those are Jesus' virtues. Those are Jesus' characteristics. And he goes on in Romans to say this, And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. In Colossians, he would talk more about this. He would say, put on these things, but strip off these things he would tell us to strip off to take off to put off our evil desires the earthly things that we think about our sinful nature and desires lead us to where sexual morality impurity lust evil desires greed anger rage malicious behavior slander dirty language lying that list goes on and on for me and i guess it goes i'm guessing it goes on and on for you as well so he's telling us to put these things on but also we need to take off the things of our old nature to strip off her old nature and all of our wicked deeds crazy thing happened the other the other day i was i was me and my wife were going shopping and i had these shorts on she looked at me and she's like casey those shorts are at least 12 years old why do you still wear those things they're old they're they're from the they're past behind it's from way before we even started dating like how, why do you still wear them, your old self sometimes it's hard to let go of things I don't know about you, sometimes it's hard to let go of things. So I finally let go of those shorts, and it was about time too, because like the button was not even, like the button was gone from these shorts. There was no reason why I even still had them while I was even wearing them. But sometimes it's hard to let go of our old self, of our old things. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you've been holding on to your old life. Maybe you been holding on to your sinful nature, whether it's your greed, your lust, your anger, your lying, your addictions, whatever it may be, it is time to strip off those things. It is time to get rid of your old nature. And how do you do that, you ask? This is done through repentance. Confessing to God. Turning to him. Telling him what you did. And asking him to forgive you. And then start living a new life. Saying yes to Jesus. So I think right now it could be a moment in your life. We're going to take this time right now. We're going to go in a time of prayer. We can confess what we've done. Confess our old nature. And ask Jesus to do a work in us. So let's go to God in prayer right now. Father God. I just thank you that you make all things new. Thankful that your son Jesus died for each and every one of us. And he took our past. He took our pain. He took our sins. And God, right now, I know there's someone watching. I know there's someone listening who's been holding on to their sinful nature, who's been holding on to their past, whether it is their greed, their selfish nature, whether it's lust, anger, rage, addiction, whatever it is, God. I just pray that right now, this is the moment where they can let that go. Will they give that to you? And right now, in their own silence, whether there's people there or not, they're just going to say what it is today, what they want to confess to you, what they want to let go of, that they no longer want to live that life. They want new life, and that new life is in you when we say yes to you. So, Father God, make us new. Forgive us for what we've done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's you, if that's you, if that's you today, and you said, hey, I'm done, I'm tired. I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to encourage you. I want to celebrate with you. We want to walk with you. Type in I Choose Jesus right now in the comments. Or text it into 474747. We want to celebrate with you. We want to do life with you. This is a moment in time where you have the opportunity to live new, to live fresh, to start new. The old is gone and the new is here. And that's what we're so excited as well. Because if if that's you today, if you've said yes to Jesus, the next step for you is to get baptized. We're so excited for July 26th. If you have not been baptized, if you have a question about getting baptized, please put baptism in the comments because we want to celebrate with you. It's just that symbolization of you, the old life going down the new life coming up. So get baptized, take that next step, and let's see what God can do. So we're so excited for all of you that have said yes to Jesus. But now what? Now once you let go, once you put off your old nature, now what? Now here you are, and, and Paul is telling us that, not that we should put on and that we should clothe ourselves, but we must. We must clothe ourselves to Jesus. We must clothe ourselves clothe with these godly virtues to be Christ like. And maybe you're sitting there like, how can I do that? Like, what does that even take? How, how is that even possible? I, I was there as well. Like, if someone had told me 12 years ago, Casey, hey, you'd be giving this message today, you'd be planning a church in a few months. I would laugh at you and give you a high five until you get out of here because that's not where my life was. Twelve years ago, it was all about me, my selfish desires, my selfish needs, lust, greed, anger, whatever it was. I chased the things of the world, the weekend party scene. It wasn't until I heard Pastor Keith Lloyd, and he shared this about this man named Jesus and how much he loved me, how much he cared for me. And because of that, because of what he said and, and how he shared this man, Jesus, and his virtues, and how I was so attracted to that. That's when my life truly started to change. And that's when I started, stopped focusing on my selfish ways and started focusing on his ways. And so how can we do this? When we start something new, we need to have the end in mind. It wasn't until I realized what the end game was that my life started to change, right? We are training for something in this life. I don't know, I'm sure if you ever started a new workout plan or started eating right or you're looking at to lose some weight, but every key time that I've, Got and and tried to, to to improve myself physically. I knew the end game. I had a workout plan. I had a food plan, and I was regiment of it. As a follower of Jesus, we need to know what the end game is. We need to know what we're doing, right? And it says this in First Timothy four. It says, "Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life." And in the life to come. We are to train ourselves to be godly. Training for godliness is what we're doing. So what, that, what does that mean? We're training to be like Jesus. And it starts by changing what we focus on. Look at this in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. It says this, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you die to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So for me, a pivotal point was what did I focus on? Was I going to focus on the things that I wanted? Or was I going to start focusing on the things of heaven? Was I going to start focusing on Jesus? Because the key thing here is what we focus on is what we become. Right? What we focus on is what we become. So we have a choice to make. We can continue to focus on our old nature, the things that we used to do, or are we going to focus on the things of Christ, the things of heaven? So are you focused on the worldly things and thinking about ways to indulge your evil desires? Are you focusing on Jesus? And for me personally, that's when my life started to change. I started to see what could be and how my life could be. Not just what it used to be, but this new nature to start clothing myself of who Jesus was. And then something interesting truly does happen when we start fixing our eyes on Jesus and we start focusing on him. If we fix our eyes on Jesus, we start thinking about Jesus then we'll start becoming like Jesus, right? we learned this earlier. If we think about Jesus and we start acting like Jesus, all of a sudden those things that Paul said, right? The compassion, the kindness, the humility, the gentleness, the patience, the forgiveness and love, all of a sudden those things become our focal point. And I don't know about you, but if if someone that I knew had those qualities, had those virtues, I wanna spend time with them, right? If I knew someone that was compassionate to me, I wanna spend time with that person. If they were kind to me, if they were gentle, if they showed mercy, if the patience, that's a person I want to hang out with. And that person is Jesus. And when we hang out with someone, you need to know that we will become like the people we spend the most time with. So if we truly believe that Jesus are those things, why would you not spend time with him? And one thing I know is the more time that we spend with Jesus, the more we will know him. The more we know Jesus, the more we'll love Jesus. The more we love Jesus, the more we will obey Jesus. And I wrote this. The more that we know, love, and obey Jesus, the more we'll look like Him. Right? The more we know, love, and obey Jesus, the more we'll look like Him. Isn't that the end goal? Isn't that our destination as followers of Jesus? Colossians 3.10 says this, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. So our destination is to know Him and to become like Him. And If you have questions about like, what does our Creator look like? Look at this, Colossians 1.15. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Like father, like son, right? God the Father is represented by Jesus the Son. Jesus the Son shows us who God the Father is. And I've I've gotten a few compliments in my lifetime. Not many, but a few. But my favorite ones are these. When someone turns to me and says, Cohen and Kenley, they look just like their daddy. Those compliments, when someone says that to me, it just makes, it brings tears to my eyes. Because, you know, you need to know that that as as parents, our kids become like us. They're watching us. Good or bad, they're watching us. And they're going to become like us. So as as followers of Jesus, as children of God, do we look like our Heavenly Father? Do we act like our Heavenly Father? If that's the goal, if we are to, to be clothed in, in the presence of Jesus Christ, do we represent who He is? Are we following Him in such a way that when people see us, they see our Heavenly Father? And that's our challenge today. that like We are to know our Creator and become like Him. And like, like the Apostle Paul said, we are training today for godliness. We are training today to become Christ-like. So I don't know what that is for you today. I don't know what you need to put on today. But you need to pick one thing. He had this whole list of things, right? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love. What's your one thing? What do you need to start training today? How can you become more like Jesus today? What's that one thing you need to do? And how can we become more like Jesus each and every day? Let me pray for us. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Thank you that you're with us, that you're for us. Thank you that you take away our old self and that you give us a pathway to our new life in Christ. Father God, we need to clothe ourselves in who you are. We need to clothe ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, forgiveness, and love. Father God, I just pray right now that we're able to find one of those things. Which area are we lacking? Which area of our life are we not representing you? Which area of our life are we not... Not, not reflecting who you are and your virtues and your characters. Because when people look at us, they see what we're following. When people look at us, are we, are we reflecting who you are? So Father God, reveal that to us. Show us who that is and what that is. And right now, maybe if you're bold enough, put it in the comments. What is it that you need to decide? What, what do you need to start training today? Is it compassion? Type it in. Is it kindness? Throw it in there as well. Whatever it is, type it in there. So we can pray for you. We can hold you accountable. But you're not in this alone. We are in this together. We are on a journey. We're all training to become more and more like Jesus each and every day. Because that's our end goal as we're here on earth. Become Christ-like. To become like our Heavenly Father. To represent Him in all we do and all we say. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hmm. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully that message was impactful to you. And if it was, give it a like, give it a share. But first and foremost, make sure you don't just hear a message, actually do something about it. I just want you to know that we love you, but God loves you more.